You think you know me? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Kings of the Rings podcast, the real wrestling royalty of Rant with Ant and Wrestle Addict Radio, featuring your hosts, the founder, Will Tarashuk. It's me, it's me, it's with Lee T. That's T's and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. Dusty Dave Malkowich. The man of a thousand gimmicks. Goodbye. Mwah. And good night, bang. And our resident universal royalty, King Ricky Rose. I'm the third man of a Kings of the Rings podcast. You don't deserve my presence, but here I am. Joining us every week is a member from the kingdom to give wrestling the royalty it deserves. So, without further ado, behold the king, the king of kings. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome everyone to a very special, special edition of the Kings of the Rings podcast. Ricky, I can check this one off my bucket list finally. Uh, this is this is the Kings of the Rings podcast, K-O-T-R underscore podcast, everywhere there is to be found on the internet. But the most important place to find us is rantwithant.com, along with the rest of Wrestle Addict Radio. That is right, ladies and gentlemen, 2019, all of Wrestle Addict Radio is here with the fourth wall WrestleCast, Smash This Pod, covering Impact of all things. Uh, not from a soap opera, and of course, the Rant With Ant feed covering Who Got Next, Rant With Ant, and all the other shenanigans. Of course, where would we be without myself? The founder, proprietor, you know, no big deal. Will Tarashuk, T's and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. Very big week in wrestling, all elite wrestling. We will talk a little bit about it. Don't want to spoil too much of Ricky's Watch the Thrones. I have some gripes. But fuck it, we're going to do it anyway. Uh, Dave, what's up, buddy? Yo, what's up, what's up? It's the man of a thousand gimmicks, Dusty Dave, Davey Seven Belts, soon to be Eight Belts. It's in the works. But you can find me on Facebook, David Malkwich, M-A-L-K-I-E-W-I-C-H. You can find me on Twitter, K-O-T-R underscore Dusty Dave. You can find me on Instagram, O-Z-T-E-P-O-8, and Snapchat, O-Z-T-E-P. But that's enough about me. Where would I be without my king, all hail King Ricky? Ah, yes, finally, finally. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is King Ricky of the Kings of the Rings podcast. You're general manager of Wrestle Attic Radio and your executive, executive producer. producer. Yes, well, general manager of Wrestle Attic Radio, executive producer of Kings of the Rings podcast, your social media ambassador of KLTR underscore podcast on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. But you can find me personally on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, some people's DMs, less people's text messages, at Ambassador Biggs, B-I-G-Z, Ambassador Biggs. And ladies and gentlemen, I know we said a couple of weeks ago that we were going to have a very, very big name to end 2018. However, shit happens when you party naked. And today, finally, a couple of weeks later, we have accomplished our goal. This is going to be, uh, this is a dream podcast uh person to have on the show especially the boiler when, dream if you will exactly especially when i first especially when i first started getting back into wrestling and been heavily in the podcast this is somebody uh whose show i listen to consistently but i think will you put me on to correct uh yeah well what actually happened was when, uh, before we started recording a podcast it was just me and dave i was listening to this guy and dave comes in and goes oh what, what are you listening to I go, oh, this is instant podcast name here. And he goes, oh, word. And then a few weeks later, he goes, oh, I started listening to that podcast. It's fucking awesome. I'm like, I know. I'm not saying the words because, Ricky, I want you to introduce them. I'm scared. I'm nervous. <laughs> I got goosebumps. It is my honor to introduce. It's The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> the most electric. The most electrifying man in the podcast game. <laughs> yeah, the most electrifying man in the podcast game. The, the rock of of our of our fandom and podcast world, ladies and gentlemen of the Matt Men Podcast, Mister Andrew Zarian. How are you doing tonight? Jeez, that's a lot of pressure on me right now. 
That was some <laughs> intro. I, I better not suck today. Do <laughs> <laughs> you want to get a drink first? No, you know, I'm not drinking. Uh, I'm doing like... Wow. You, and Rich, you and Rich drink at 10 in the morning. I don't believe we you. You do drink at 10 in the morning. No, uh, <laughs> today I'm, I'm, I'm taking a couple days off. I do this on and off thing every now and then. So it's a new year and I'm only drinking on Mondays, Thursdays, and the weekend. So Tuesdays and Wednesdays I'm off from drinking. Okay. <laughs> That's the most random <laughs> set of dates. Like... <laughs> But I, I, I applaud it, like... Those are the days I actually have to work. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> all right, that's why. That makes sense. All right, so, Zane, where can they find you all over Twitter? So if you're listening to this, they probably listen to you. But just in case, for Slack out there, because Slack, Slack's an idiot. He's so going to think know. you're black, so... Listen, is, uh, is Slack your intern, Deacon? Cause, yes. Because Deacon got, got belligerent drunk, and he bit me the other day. I don't know if your intern <laughs> bit you. And I, I'm literally... If I show you my finger... It's, it's it's like oh shit craved in over there uh so my intern bites me i don't know about yours but our intern's from another country so okay. yeah our, our intern's okay. from canada and he was at a show in toronto we made him hold up a science at kotr underscore intern that's awesome uh you can find me on twitter <laughs> at andrew zarian you can find matt men at matt men podcast and uh we're everywhere podcasts are available all right terrific you guys you know what this means you know what it's time for it's first guest game first guest game oh I've been mm-hmm. so excited. I've been waiting for this for, for millennia. All right, Zarian. So yeah. the first question of the first guest game yeah. is how did you get into wrestling? And after all these years, why do you still grown men who don't wear pants fight for a championship? Oh, they see, can't call them belts anymore. See, I wish my story was like, I turned it on and I was watching. But my, it, it's, mine is like really complicated. My grandfather was a pro bodybuilder. And uh, he, used to, he used to work <laughs> out with Bruno. What? So uh, that was, and then my father was into wrestling because of that. My father was a bodybuilder too, but uh, that was my weird uh, intro to, I guess, my 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 family liking pro wrestling. But my dad was a big fan, and uh, he took me to the garden. I think it was SummerSlam '91, and that was the uh, that was the moment. It, it became a thing for me. That was the one. Damn, that is not what I expected. Yeah, not at all. I, I, th- I thought it was going to be more like me. You played SmackDown vs. Raw 2008. Next thing you know, you're watching SmackDown every Friday. <laughs> no, well, no, no. well not, every, not every wrestling fan started like you really Well, you know what? The they, maybe they should. But that, maybe they that should. is how a lot of wrestling fans started. They started with the games. I mean, uh, yeah. I, I'm, 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 I don't know how old you are, but I'm 35. So, every, so you would have d- been No Mercy. Yeah, everybody was No Mercy. <laughs> Every- yo, yo, No Mercy was the shit. I love that game. It still might be the greatest wrestling game of all time. I'm going to stick by SmackDown vs. Raw 2008 with Bobby Lashley, John Cena, and Undertaker on the cover. That's, Who would know? That sounds years like later, the worst the game company. ever. That's the worst cover. <laughs> it was awesome. You, 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 you have a flip phone and Teddy Long's a general manager and he goes holler at you. I love it. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So second question of the first guest game. Who is your all-time favorite wrestler? Ah, uh, that's so hard. You know, uh, I know that's why I ask it. Uh, I, I want mine's Tommy Dreamer. Do you curse on the show, by the way? Absolutely. Okay. Um, I I, I want to be an asshole and say Hogan because that's what I grew up with. <laughs> Ricky, Ricky, cover your ears. I really, it's, it's I really want to say Hogan because like that's what you grew up with, and that was like your intro to pro wrestling. But prob- if I'm gonna be honest, it's probably Shawn Michaels. Okay. Right. Wait, 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 wait. Secondary question. Yeah. Um, pre eye droop or post eye droop? I- I'm talking sexy boy Shawn Michaels. Uh, it had to have been a really confusing time for my mother when I'm watching WWF Superstars, <laughs> a wrestling challenge, and I'm jumping on the couch screaming, I'm a sexy boy, and I'm singing the song <laughs> over and over again. And I had those, remember those ridiculous John Lennon glasses that Shawn yes. used to wear? Yes. I had those too, and I'm doing like the, I w- it's, 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 it says so much about me. I would do the dance on the couch, and I would do the the um, the like the the pelvic thrust that Rick Rude would do. Yeah. Oh my god. And my mother would stand, and her friends would be over there having coffee, and there's just me acting like a lunatic, screaming, "I'm a sexy boy!" at ten o'clock in the morning. In my living room. Now so I know why you drink at ten a.m. Uh, that that is that's one of the reasons. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shawn Michaels, guys, I think Shawn Michaels is in the lead for the most times people have chosen him as his favorite wrestler. Yeah, he's just a sexy boy. I mean, he is, he is your wrestler's, he is your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler. Tommy Dreamer would say Shawn Michaels is his favorite wrestler. Um, so your 
Favorite wrestler currently, and tell me why it's Treehouse Vince. Uh, it has to be Treehouse Vince, yeah. Uh, because I go to his treehouse, and he does things to me that are not mentionable on, on in, in a public forum. <laughs> uh, it, it Did he touch be... you in inappropriate places? Yeah, uh, you've heard the stories, I'm guessing. He, he makes me do weird things, like put on uh, like old uh, tidy whities and, and walk around and oil up and make, make me like flex. <laughs> we read old muscle mags together. Um, I, I have to say, current, probably Kenny Omega. I'm really into it. I have to say it's Kenny Omega. You just became Dave's best friend. Yo, 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 you're my boy, Zarin. You're That's my it. boy. Right, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna add, I'm gonna add one additional question. Zarin, can you please do a Vince McMahon impression? God damn it, pal. Love it. Perfect. Amazing. All right. Yeah, ah, next look, at question. The, look at those pecs. <laughs> <laughs> your favorite match of all time. Oh, that, this is another really tough one. That is so. If you, I can tell you my first favorite match. Your first uh, favorite match. This is interesting. While, while I stall so I can figure out what my, 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 my favorite match of all time is. My first favorite match was uh, Perfect and Bret Hart SummerSlam 91 because that. Back to nice. my first wrestling show, that was the one that I said, holy crap, this is really good. Because up until then, you know, you know Ultimate Warrior coming and shaking the ropes and, you know, uh, Hogan just flexing, you know. But you, I had never seen an actual wrestling match, but it stayed in my mind. So I would have to say that's probably the one from my childhood, uh, early childhood. And then uh, currently I have to do go with the Dave Meltzer pick of the century, and that's Omega Okada at Dominion. Jesus Christ, you really love this Omega character. Yo, like, Kenny Omega is a blessing to wrestling fans everywhere. You just haven't seen his greatness yet. But you know what it is? It, it's, it's, it's like a little bit of a loaded question, right? Because what's the greatest pro wrestling match I've seen? Probably that. My favorite? I, I mean, it could be something stupid like, uh, actually, I have a good ECW match. My favorite ECW match is Sabu and RVD versus Hayabusa and Shinsaki. Heatwave 98. Hayabusa, that's a, Heatwave that's 98, I'll, I'll get there in two years. <laughs> <laughs> so, four, so four years will time. Yeah, four years in tap time. So, Zarian, one thing, I'm, one thing I'm doing for our Patreon is I'm going back through the Monday Night Wars month by month. Okay. Um, and going, so each week I'm doing, so WCW, WWF, and then ECW. And so the first week will be the, the will be the, Fucking undercard, which is the shittiest one of the month, then midcard and main event. And I've already watched all of '96 and all of '97, so I have to go back. I'm so sorry. And so yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's rough. It's rough. It's it's, rough it's a little rough because WCW and WWF in early '96 is hard to watch. Real hard. But ECW dude. is fucking amazing. <laughs> dude, I used, I never I thought used to go to all of them. I, I mean, I remember go, going to the Elk Slash to see this insanity, and it, it, it really, yeah. it, it was. Uh, I had, I remember going. My first ECW show was in Fort Lauderdale. My cousin took me, and uh, and I was like smartened up for like a idiot teenager, you know. But I was like, holy shit, this is real. They're killing each other, you know. Like, <laughs> all right. Next question: If you were a wrestler, what's your finisher? I, I know exactly what it is. I spin you around. I poke you in the eye and then I kiss your nose. What? <laughs> what do you call? What do you call that? The Zarian special. The Zarian. Yeah. Uh, the, I would call it the the, uh, the Zarian spinneroonie. The Zarian spinneroonie. The kissaroonie. The kissaroonie. <laughs> there you go. No, you know what? If I have to legitimately go with one, I would go basic. I would go with a DDT. I would go like a Raven style DDT. Ooh, an even flow DDT. Yeah. Um. So, final question. How did you get into podcasting? That's not a question I can ask many of our guests. I thought it was actually, that's, be... that's actually false. I can ask that to most of our guests. I thought you were but how did you, how did you, someone who's been in it for so long and so successful, how did you get into podcasting? Uh, I thought, uh, first of all, I thought your question was going to be how big is Batista's dick? I thought that was going to be your that's question. That's a bonus, bonus, that's a bonus, bonus question. question. Uh, I got, Patreons so, only. I was a big radio fan growing up. And mm -hmm. uh, I listen, obviously, I'm from New York, so I listen to Howard every morning. Uh, I listened to Howard. I listened to Opie and Anthony. I was in, you know, I was into technology stuff. So I got laid off from my IT job in 2009. So it's going to be my 10 year of doing this. I got laid off and my buddy was a stand up comic. So he's like, hey, you want to do this podcast thing? And I had no idea. I mean, I had heard of it, but I didn't know, you know, what to do. In 2009, nobody was doing podcasts. Probably, probably early <laughs> 2009. Yeah, early, probably like January 2009, we started planning on doing it. And uh, we, we were working on it. We were working on a script. And it was very different. I wasn't doing pro wrestling or anything. I was doing more like a, right. 
I was doing like, you know, like a shock jock style bullshit, you know? Um, so like, what do we call it? What do we call them? I'm like, let's call I'm like, I don't know. We're guys from Queens. So why don't we call it guys from Queens? So that's how the name came about. Um, okay. I never, I never went back to work because I started doing the show and it kind of consumed me. Uh, and I had a couple bucks saved from the stock market and I was fine. You know, I wasn't too worried about going and getting another job at the time. Uh, and within like six months, we got a following because stick. I don't know if you guys remember Stickham. It was a live streaming site. Uh, they had lost their like top guy that was uh, a tech guy. His name was Leo Laporte. They had lost him because he no longer was streaming on there. So they asked me and they threw me like 20 grand. And they're like, do you want to stream on here? I'm like, yeah, you got it. And that, that's how that's how it started. They just gave me money and I started streaming on there. And back then it was really easy to get a lot of viewers because they would give me front page exposure. So we were getting mm. I was getting like a day, like 30,000 viewers a day. It was nuts. I mean, it was really crazy, crazy stuff. But again, it was bullshit viewers. You know, it, it, it was unaccounted. It was all mm -hmm. weird how they counted viewers. But it, it gave me a nice boost. And the thing that set me off and set my career, I did a life cam cinema a Microsoft webcam review, and that blew me up. That was the moment that I had like a couple hundred thousand. Yep, that was that's all I that's all it was, and then it catapulted everything into what I'm doing now. What was it? What was it? You did a review of Microsoft webcam, like that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. I went to the store, and it was just being released, and I hadn't seen it anywhere. So I was looking for cameras for the studio, and uh, I asked the guy, I'm "Like, how long has this thing been out?" And he goes, "Oh, it just came out right now." And like nobody has it. And I'm like, "I'm gonna buy one." I bought it, did a quick review, like the shittiest review. You could ever imagine this is before like anybody knew what they were doing on YouTube. And within like three days, it had like a quarter of a million views. That's nuts. Yeah, And Jesus that was Christ. it. And I and I never made a dime off that video. That, that's the funny part of it. One of my most successful things. I never made a dime, but it kind of elevate, you know, it kind of catapulted me between that and the live stuff I was doing to start building what I'm doing. And, I, you know, I've been doing Matt Men since 2013 and I've been doing What the Tech, which is my big uh, my big show since 2009 so it's uh, it's 10 years uh, of doing this how, how did how did you and rich start matt man did you how long have you known rich uh 21 years jesus yeah we've known each other since we were i guess teenagers so um we we met in we actually met in karate school we were like 13 years old <laughs> I, th I think i think i knew yeah. that <laughs> yeah we met in karate school and we didn't i mean everybody thinks like we've been lifelong friends we hadn't spoken I mean, we were friends for like a couple of years and then we kind of drifted away. We hadn't spoken in like years. And uh, he just messaged me one day. He's like, oh, I really like the podcast that you're doing. And then we just started talking. I'm like, you want to do a wrestling one with me? Because I realized that he's still into wrestling. Mm. So I think we, we started right after the pipe bomb, the CM Punk pipe bomb. Good place to start. Yeah. yeah, I think that's when we started. It was right around that time. So 2013. All right, Zarian. Well, Thank you so much for being here. Truly an inspiration for me for wanting to get into podcasting. No, no, no. Don't let me inspire you to do anything because I'm telling you right now. You know what it leads to? You drinking heavily every day uh, may and maybe taking a gimmick every now and then to kind of ease you. Ease you okay. Uh, and he already got fired from an IT job. I got, earlier, fired, like I, got, <laughs> I got fired from my IT job. I just quit my job that I had. I had a very nice gig going on and I just quit my job because I, I can't handle working for anybody anymore so you know my, my life is kind of uh spiraled in many directions <laughs> well i'm i'm looking for work in case you were wondering <laughs> yes will is still on willy welfare there's this thing called willy welfare it's terrible but guys i said i wasn't gonna ask but fuck i'm gonna do it anyway are do you it. team slack or team fuck you slack uh, I, if he's anything like Deacon, I'm team fuck you, Slack. There we All go. Right, that's there we ladies go. and gentlemen, there that is the go. first guest game on the Kings of the Rings podcast. Oh, wow. Now we can actually get into the meat and, the meat and potatoes of the show. I mean, do fuck we have you, to? Slack. <laughs> I mean, we could just keep bullshitting. We could just keep bullshitting for the whole show. I, I kind of I want to talk about Kenny Omega and where he's going to end up and this AEW, which is very unlike me. No, because you'd never talk about indie show. That's usually Dave and me's thing. I know. So, uh, Dave, I'm going to let you take the floor on this one. You posted a bunch of messages I kind of skimmed through in the group about what's going to happen with AEW, with well, the uh, conference that happened I today. Mean, so please the elaborate. The press... floor is yours. So, to so today was the press conference at one of the gates of the Jacksonville Jaguar Stadium. Um, They uh, glossed over a few things. Um, Cody, uh, the Bucks, and Hangman are all... Uh, Vice presidents in it. 
It's being funded by the Khan family, the uh, family who owns the Jaguars and the uh, English Premier team. Uh, and a Trump but, supporter. Just saying. If, <laughs> okay, we don't go into politics on this. But, I'm just saying. But so, <laughs> you so, some of the uh, <laughs> b- some of the bigger things coming out of the press conference were Chris Jericho is AEW. Pac, formerly Adrian Neville, current Dragon Gate champion, is also AEW. Britt Baker is in AEW. Isn't that MJ- Dr. Britt Baker? Yes, do- Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. DDS, I But yes, she's also a dentist. Yeah, she's a dentist. And one of the things that Brandy Rhodes made it a point to say is that they they have plans to pay women the same amount as men. Equal pay. And on top of it, the uh, one of the cons posted they are even looking into organizing some sort of a health care for the performers, as, for their employees. Um, the of uh, their first show, Double or Nothing, will be on Saturday, May twenty fifth, at the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas. There will be a second show with a uh, location and date to be announced in Jacksonville, and money from that gate will go towards um philanthropies raising money for victims of gun violence. Which Jacksonville had a big one. Um. Mm-hmm about almost over almost a year ago yeah and uh so like but obviously the biggest question going into it is is kenny going to aw or is kenny going to wwe now everyone expected there to be a kenny omega announcement today however kenny's contract with new japan does not expire until the end of january so he can't he even if he is does know where he's going it can't be announced till then uh, it's similar how uh, Kushida is also leaving New Japan. It's believed he will be going to WWE, to um, NXT, and possibly 205 Live. But uh, his last match isn't until the road, the road to New Beginning shows at the end of January. His last match is against uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, uh, the the guy who beat Kenny Omega for the championship. But uh, yeah, no. Like I, so where is he going? Where is Kenny Omega going? My money is on the Walk with Elias Network. That's that's. <laughs> I think he's gonna. I think Kenny Omega is gonna come out WrestleMania and walk down the ramp with Elias holding hands. It's gonna be adorable. They're gonna skip <laughs> down the ring. They're gonna skip down the ring. Well, I mean, and, and and they're gonna fight Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush in a tag match. That's that's a Full nightmare. What a nightmare. <laughs> uh, I, I I'm gonna if. I mean, I guess I guess I know a little, you know, stuff, but I mean, you, you uh, do have some inside information. <laughs> uh, I would be very surprised at this point if he doesn't go to AEW. Same with Marty Scroll, by the way. Marty's going in in April. Uh, yeah, M- Marty's contract. Um, I I want to say expires right after G One Supercard. Um, I think they might try and resign him because they did just put PCO and um. Uh, what's his face? Um, Brody King behind him with the the Villain Enterprises faction. Um, so, but I de- I I don't know. I uh, I agree with Zarian. I definitely see Marty uh going to AEW. There were room there were rumors about Kenny's offer from WWE initially that it included creative control. However, that is not the case. And that's, bold, uh, and that's a bold claim. And and ob- and ob- obviously one of Kenny's biggest like auras about his character is his control. So the minute that it was solidified that um creative control is off the table, no matter how much money you offer him, he's not going to take it. Well, I mean, look at go, go ahead. Go no, ahead. No, no, no. I, I was going to jump. <laughs> you finish, and I'll I'll ruin everything. Yeah, for, just for you can. I, I can't wait for you <laughs> so, to ruin it. So I, a lot of the speculation, like the three point five million dollar downside guarantee, that's not true. That's not accurate. He wasn't. He wasn't given three and a half million dollars uh, as a downside. He he was given something comparable. I mean, it was extremely high, and um, it was not in stone till about Monday. And then WWE kind of realized at that point that they're not getting him. So whatever happened between Monday 
and uh, I guess yesterday. So probably Monday, Tuesday, uh, whatever happened. Well, no, today's Tuesday. So yeah, Monday, Monday or today, that's when they kind of figured out it's not happening and he's going to go to AEW. His contract, however, will be multiple years with AEW. All all the contracts yeah. going to yeah, be no, I, I believe all the contracts that have been signed for AEW thus far have been five-year contracts. I mean, they, they expect it to run, run a lot. I mean, How long did WCW last? Uh, about five years? <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for Tuesday Night Dynamite. But, but, Tuesday Night um, Dynamite, baby! No, but, but another thing that um uh, they brought up is uh, they already have a partnership in place with OWE, which is a Chinese uh, wrestling promotion. And I after after they announced um, OWE, like I was um watching the uh, presser while checking out some like you know clips from OWE, and the, it, they defined it really well. It's a combination of your strong style, your high flyers, like, it's really interesting, and it'll give them a platform to perform on, and the fact that Pac is involved shows me that they're gonna have a working relationship with Dragon Gate. And well, an well Dragon Gate else. owns, Dragon Gate owns a piece of, uh... uh O.W.E.? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so, that, that's a big thing, and then there's still the potential that they could establish a working relationship with ring of honor new japan or both and impact that's another thing like are they are they going to share stars or are they going to kind of keep it separate and kind of bury roh because i see roh getting a shit and shit end of the stick on this one well from what if i if i know correctly by my following of the madman podcast um new japan and roh are still going to be in a working relationship with each other for the time being for the right, time but are being. they going to work with aew or is AEW going to be completely well, separate? Well, I think but I think it kind of depends what the billionaire wants, what billionaire Ted wants. Well, I think it comes <laughs> down. It comes down to this right Tony? now. Billionaire Tony. Uh, by the way, he looks like a kid. He looks younger than me. Dude, dude, he 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 looks like a younger Sheik, a younger yeah. Iron Sheik. Yeah. He, oh, he, with the mustache. Oh, his Twitter game's on point like the Sheik's is. Um. So <laughs> what what's interesting now is that Japan did not. I think it's it's kind of engraved in their business culture also, how they work. And these one-year contract deals has kind of bit them in the ass, especially with Kenny and the Bucks and everybody else, where they signed everybody to a one-year deal. Um, they were really thinking Kenny was going to stay. Uh, and they did not expect him to go. Um, I think this kind of blindsided, this AEW stuff kind of blindsided them in a way. And Kenny is has a really good poker face, and they didn't expect him to leave. Right now, if this is the case, let, let's assume that Kenny's going to AEW, right? Let, let's say that's what it is. He will most, like, most likely, and I'm willing to bet money on this, Japan, with it, when their Ring of Honor agreement is over, they're going to want to work with AEW because they don't want to lose Kenny Omega. Yeah, they, uh, 100%. Like, I, I know that um, they were also trying to renegotiate with Kenny. That included a rematch with Tanahashi. But, um... Like, I'm not going to lie, the ending to Wrestle Kingdom really, uh, like, I don't think we get that same ending if the AEW announcement didn't happen. Probably like, not. Probably not. Like, I, I honestly think that they took the title off Kenny, a last minute thing, because of the AEW. Uh, like, I, I figured Kenny would at least hold the title through Dominion. But, um, and then maybe lose to either Tanahashi, Okada, or Switchblade. Like, Switchblade went over Okada clean. Which nobody expected. But, um... Then, like, with what Kenny said on Twitter... Uh, the press conference when he announced that he's leaving... That, uh... You know, he's not... He's not able to do what he wants to do while Tanahashi's there. Uh, they have conflicting styles. And he doesn't feel like that... He can really go with New Japan... Like, it it took a while for New Japan to put their trust in him as their, you know, staple guy. And when you think about it, I attribute the expansion into the uh, United States and North America a large part due to him. So now you, you lost one of your biggest faces for that expansion into America. Like, they have the, they have a, um, 
one or two of the uh, Road to New Beginning shows in America. They have G1 begins in, in America. Yeah, they have the G1 in America. They have Road to G1 in uh, Austin. Like, so it, it it's really hard to lose Kenny, the Bucks, um, Hang, Hangman, uh, Cody. Like, it, and then not like now the whole thing with Jericho it's up in the air because. Jericho made his intentions known that he wants to go for the IWGP title, and then today he announces that he's part of AEW. Yeah, and and part of the reason why Jericho's not going signing with WWE is because he has a cruise, and he doesn't want to stop the cruise. Yeah, so WWE doesn't want him to do it, or or wouldn't want to promote it, and this is a great avenue for him to be able to promote it going going with AEW. All right, so this it's it's gonna be interesting. So AEW is gonna launch on TV what this year, next year, whatever. September. Assuming sept- this September, Jesus, yeah. right when SmackDown moves, right before SmackDown moves to Fox. So yeah. do we do we see this being Tuesday Night Dynamite? Do we see a reinvigoration of the Monday Night Wars, or is this gonna be another failed experiment of trying to bring down Vince McMahon? Ricky, what do you think? Because you're the one who's controversial here. I am, I am the con because I'm not a, I'm not an early investor in what is pretty much right now just a logo. To, to me, we haven't seen the match. We haven't seen them put on anything. If All In's um, something that we can go on, okay, they can do really well. Although All In was just ROH in disguise. Um, for mm. for for yeah, it was it was an R it was an ROH production. It was ROH with lipstick on. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> that's what that's what all in was. Um, I, I've got to see what they what they do. If they're going, here's the thing with WWE. The thing that really separates WWE from everybody else is that their stars can only be found in WWE. When WCW mm. was created, their stars can only be found on WCW programming for the most part. There were some random occasions where The Undertaker showed up in Japan, like out of nowhere for like shits and giggles, or Jared King and Jared King Lawler showed up in ECW for a while. Um, but for what made WWE a very exclusive thing, and I think that's what WWE brands itself off is its exclusivity, is that our stars can only be found on our programs and nowhere else. Well, the and other I don't thing, know if AEW is going to go that route. You're absolutely right. And the other thing is something that WWE is able to do and nobody else is able to do is make their wrestlers feel like stars. WCW, for all the great stuff they did, their guys never felt at the level of WWE guys. They never felt it. Unless you were a WWE guy, you know, you had guys like Eddie Guerrero and, and Chris Benoit and, and Jericho, uh, and they were unbelievable workers, but they weren't at the level of being a star to the casual fan. Uh, WWE takes you and they they put a little bit of, of lights and, and glitter on you. And there you go. Now you're a superstar. The Usos are a great example. I'm watching SmackDown right now while we're doing this. Um, it's Friday, so I'm a little late to watching the show. But, uh, you know, you take the Usos, you take the Usos out. And you put them anywhere else, they're not going to feel like stars. Not to the level that WWE is able to do. So uh, they're going to, from what I understand and from what I hear, the people that are involved in this, these are some brilliant marketers. We're not talking uh, TNA. You know, TNA, uh, they, 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 they never, no matter how good they, they, they can be or they have been, they have never been treated as if it's a ma- a major competitor because they got they got they got the stink on them from previous mistakes that they were never able to shake off. But in TNA, you know, AJ Styles was their man. AJ Styles was not a star on a WWE level. Well, he had to go to Japan, solidify himself, start over technically, and all of a sudden the WWE sees him and look at him now. He's considered one of the greatest wrestlers of all time at this point. Would he have had that would he have had that recognition? Uh, by by wrestling, you know, general wrestling fans. If he never went to WWE, probably not. He would have been respected by all of us, but he would have never been a guy like that. So WWE has that ability. It just matters. Can can AEW also reproduce that that star ability? I think they can, but the problem is, is who are they gonna reach? Um, because they're gonna reach the Smarks. They're gonna reach the Daves of the world really easily. They're going to reach that, like, million or two million really core, hardcore, smarky-marky WWE fans who love everything and watch everything, including this random Japanese company I've never heard of. But they're not going to really reach the average person who just well, watches Raw. That's the trick, right? That's called P1s and P2s. 
Yes. But also one of the things I had I that has to be considered, there's a large like I'll consider myself one of the part of this group that I'm very disenfranchised with WWE right now. There's shitty booking, Raw was terrible, but I'm still a fan. Challenge and Raw was great. It, like I I I I'm still a fan and I'm still going to go to events. But also, in 2018, I went to my first Ring of Honor show, and then I went to Final Battle. And yes, while it wasn't at the caliber of WWE, it was an alternative. And AEW is going to be an e- an even more feasible alternative because it's coming in right off the bat with some of these names. And mind you, Bully Club slash The Elite, it, outside of wrestling, period have a huge following yeah absolutely so like i mean their mer- their merchandising is through the roof so so the thing is they're already gonna have that base contingent that is disenfranchised with wwe and wants something different that that's without the tv deal in place without the full roster in place so far just an initial couple of people announced and two shows announced. That's the easy part, but the 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 hard part is how are you going to bring the casual fan over? How are you going to market to that casual wrestling fan that it's only on prime knows, time. that only knows really about WWE? Okay, prime time could work on a Tuesday it's on night. TNT. On <laughs> TNT, it, it could work. No, I'm serious. But, TNT is one of the biggest networks that's still actually surviving the streaming. The streaming craziness we have going on, you here. know, TNT versus USA, and it's it's good. It, it may revive it, but it's not really in direct competition. Now, my thing is, it's going to be an alternative, like you said, Dave. But is it going to be an equal alternative? Back to the exclusivity thing, I don't think it will be initially. Maybe it'll get there. I don't think they're going to try right off. The, I don't think they're shooting to compete with WWE right off the bat. I agree. I don't but, think they should either. They should try to be that alternative. And they can be very successful doing that. And I mean, like, for example, when I watch All in Ricky, I watch it through your Honor Club subscription. Like, you're welcome. Yeah, but and when you watch your New Japan stuff, it's through my NJPW World subscription. You're welcome. Thank you. So, so, and on Impact, just announced that they're going to be streaming every week on Twitch. Like, I paid money for their homecoming. The majority of it was really good. The last match left a really big sour note in my like it, it it seemed like a botched finish, but we don't have to grace it with much discussion. Um so like obviously there's a lot that still has to be ironed out, because mind you, the the guy the boys hit it out of the park with one show. And Ants brought it up. I know Andrews brought it up. One show's different than booking on a weekly basis. Like, but, but in the, right off the bat in this presser, like, you had Pac confront, um, Adam Page. That, that's looking like it's going to be a feud. Like, you also have Chris Jericho, who theoretically can feud with anyone or, or faction up with anyone. Like, he had the Bucks of Jericho, or is it Y2 Jackson? So, right off the bat, there's a lot that can be done. And, honestly, like, Cody's been a part of the business his whole life, and he had one of the greatest as his father, my namesake, Dusty Rhodes. So, I I see big things from it. Do I think it's going to be right away? No. But, like I said in in our pre-talk... I've already booked my um, stay for Vegas. I'm expecting to be at Double or Nothing. Like, I expect you to win a ton of money to bring back to the podcast, Dave. Yeah, right? <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Contribute. <laughs> the, 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 the money I bring back from Vegas, maybe a percentage of that will go. Uh, but if I'm... I'll, t- I'll take it. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's let's jump over to Raw because John Dadbod Cena is back. It is WrestleMania season. He is entering the Royal Rumble to not win it. He's, he's probably going to be thrown over by one of the 205 guys. Maybe Mustafa Ali or... 
I, I don't like what is I don't know what is John Cena's road to WrestleMania. They did the whole he didn't have one in last year. I like how he kind of said I didn't have one last year. He, he pretty much said he skipped WrestleMania last year. Is essentially what he told in that promo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know who who are you gonna put him up against. Uh, you know, are, are you gonna do another Taker match? Uh, I mean, I don't want to see that. No. Um. One of these days, he's gonna have to come back and go for that seventeenth title run. It's just not right now. It's just a matter of... I mean, I would like to see him versus Daniel Bryan, to be honest. I would not mind John Cena wins in the relationship on SmackDown and faces Daniel Bryan for a WWE belt in New York. Come on. I would take that. Uh, I don't know. Meh? Just, just a meh? Come on. You have, the, you have like the ultimate... The ultimate lame baby face against the previous ultimate lame baby face. But like we we saw Daniel Bryan versus John Cena before, and it was an excellent match in and 2013. The, yeah, with, and it's with, all, with John Cena's second elbow. Okay, and it was also the rise of the authority angle, which was a brilliant angle in WWE, which wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah, uh, now the rules reversed. Down Daniel Bryan's the heel, and John Cena's still gonna be heel. <laughs> maybe okay. Maybe all right. Maybe don't do it. <laughs> yeah, like I just I don't see where their characters would collide on their way because john cena's going back john cena's doing the free agent bullshit where yeah. he's where he's like oh i'm john cena i can show up and do these random tag matches and pull all the younger talent over and be like the cool dad of wwe and that's what he's doing right now would you shit your pants if he showed up at AEW? yeah yeah i would <laughs> <laughs> i'd be like oh fuck all i have to say is fuck the lightning fist <laughs> oh god the lightning fist is the worst yeah. thing of all time Darren, what do you see? What do you see John Cena doing? What are your thoughts on this current modern day John Cena? And how he comes out and saying, "Hey, no Nikki Bella jokes. I'm going to do them first. I'm going to ruin them for you." Uh, I have no idea where they put him out. Um, I, I, I think it's, I don't know. I have no idea to be honest. I've heard nothing about their plans with Cena. I, I, I don't even know they they have a really solid plan on what they're going to do with him. Maybe he'll do Undertaker again. You know, maybe that'll be it. Maybe he'll get eliminated, and then they'll he'll be like, "I want retribution for last year," um, and then do Taker. I don't. New York does not want to see Undertaker John Cena. Uh, I mean, it, and it's they're smart enough not to book that. So whatever he's in, it's going to be a quick thing, uh, and it has to be with someone that people really despise. So who would you put him in that the fans really the fans already shit on? Drew McIntyre. No, McIntyre. McIntyre's gonna. McIntyre's in the top. In the top for the title. He's in the title. Yeah, but yeah. I. I think that spot is being saved and presented to Seth Rollins. He is being presented in the highest of lights. I could see yeah. uh, McIntyre and Seth go over the rope and hit the fl- hit the floor at the same time. Yeah. Well. They, well, they're prepping. They're prepping Seth for uh, Lesnar for sure. Now, whether Lesnar has the title or not. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do with that. But th- see, this is where it gets tricky because because Roman out of the equation changed everything for them. So now you have Braun, which I don't want. You know what? he He's just not the guy. He's not the guy for the title. So you they, have Braun. They had the, the, the ship is sailed. Yeah. You had Braun. You have Seth. You have Brock. And you have Drew. So that's your top four. Ooh, maybe John Cena can go against Dean Ambrose for the IC belt. I think that's Finn's spot. He 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 hasn't won it yet, though. They're building they're building Finn up for a very very good mid card push. Yeah, here's here's an interesting thing that I was listening to on our fourth wall podcast. Shout out to our brethren. You have two guys on two different shows playing the same angle. You have Vince McMahon being like, "I want the real AJ Styles," and have him being this vicious healist like character that punches Vince in the face and then you have you have Triple H on Raw being like I want the old Seth Rollins back and they're literally kind of playing the same character on two different shows is it a possibility that they come together in like a cross promotional match I I mean I I mentioned that possibility in past podcasts uh I would love to see it I think uh AJ and Seth can burn the house down um, I don't think AJ needs to be in the title picture. Like, he'll always have an easy road to get back in the title picture. Seth, he's kind of been that placeholder where the Universal Champion would be. Um, so, it, it, 
It's hard, but also, like, I kind of want to see one of them switch brands. And if I had to pick one of them to switch brands, it would be AJ to AJ to Raw. Hmm. Well, that would that would make sense. Here's the other thing. Where does Triple H go in all this? Is he going to be ready with well, his that, pec? That's the question. Is his pec going to be ready? Ugh, he has to take a shirt off. I have to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got to examine that thing. I, I do. I'm not going to lie. I kind of want to see this Triple H just shove his nose right into Dave Batista's belly button tattoo. <laughs> like, I, while I he's giving the pet. That. I, it would just go so deep in. It's a <laughs> portal, man. That, that, that's, you know, it's like Guardians of the Galaxy. That's a portal to something. <laughs> that's where Thanos comes out of, is, is Dave Batista's belly button. When, when Drax goes in for his makeup, that artist goes like, we got to cover this fucking tattoo first. Yeah. It's fucking disgusting. Uh, that tattoo Sorry, is Dave. terrible. That tattoo is terrible. <laughs> It's disgusting. Why? Why would? Why would a big meat guy like that go and get a a sun tattoo around around his belly your belly button? button? He lost a bet, and it was pierced at one point, I think. Yes, wasn't it? Because he was um in FCW, he was like that pierced dude. He was like he was like a like an ecstasy kid from the nineties. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Hey, jo- hey, John Cena had blonde hair and was called the prototype. So yeah. Honestly, I kind of want to see Randy Orton. Versus Batista more than I want to see Triple H versus Batista. I want to see a Batista bomb into an RKO on steps. That might become a three way. That might be a three way match with Triple H. If Hunter's good enough to do it and not not good enough to kind of do like a fifty, because Hunter won't do anything under a twenty five minute match. You know that, right? Right. Of course, he won't wrestle under twenty twenty three twenty five minutes. That that's that's the least he'll do. So in order to do that, maybe it'll be like a like a Evolution three way with Flair outside. Right. But Zarin, you talk on Mat Men about SmackDown ratings and how they have a big hill to climb when yeah. they move to Fox. Tremendous. Uh, word on the street is that Vince wants Orton to have that belt because they think it, it appeals more to a genuine audience because he has the look. He looks like a champion who's worth watching. He does look like a champion, but unfortunately, he's not worth watching for today's fans. <laughs> that, um, is, that is true. You know, the... the um, I I don't know. I mean, Orton's going to definitely have that title at one point because I know that they want him to up to, you know, they want him close to Cena with the title mm-hmm. reigns. But I don't, I can't imagine Orton being the face of the company, being on Smack, being on uh, on Fox, and that's going to draw he's a ratings. Heel. And well, I hope he's a heel because they turn him babyface every now and then. And he does jumping jacks in the ring and does splits, so that doesn't work either. After uh, RK was Mark Henry. I, I don't know. Well, the Fox, thing, the Fox thing is very interesting because you now have this situation where you have to increase your ratings by 100% mm-hmm. in the next nine months. That That's that's unheard of in broadcasting and television. So, uh, Especially without, modern day. Modern day, especially, yeah. So I, the, the problem is WWE is still under this misconception that because it's a network, they're going to have a tremendous ra- increase in ratings. When in 2019, it doesn't really work like that because it doesn't matter if you have Fox or if you have cable, if you have uh, antenna, you have cable, you have Hulu, whatever. You're watching on your own time. And I would imagine that it would be harder to watch a a local broadcast if you don't have cable. Yeah, I don't have cable. Do you watch TV? (laughs) Do you watch? Do you have an antenna? No, I I just do. I literally do Netflix, a WWE network. Um HBO, Amazon, and then the the internet. I should just Google it. I don't I don't need cable. Well, I think that's most people. So right now WWE thinks, okay, well if you don't have cable, you can still watch on on, on regular, you know, terrestrial television. And I I don't think it, it's that big of a it's not that big. It's not it's not that big of a leap between cable and regular TV. So uh, their their concept that they could double the numbers just because they're on a network, I I, I can't I can't imagine that. I mean, people people say they only keep their cable box subscription now because of live sports. And unfortunately, Vince McMahon's not in the sports industry. He's in the entertainment industry. Yeah. He made it very clear so, to all of us. It'll Yeah, multiple times. So it'll be very interesting, especially I kind of want everyone saying Ronda's going to bounce over to Fox. I don't think so. I think Ronda's going to stay on Raw because Vince still sees Raw as the A-show. I disagree. When you bring when you bring yourself back to primetime television, all of your stars are going to be have to be on that show. Well, the easy fix, the easy fix is you have one title. You have one world title. You have one women's title. You have one uh, tag title and you fine. You could have the U.S. and the I.C. Fine. 
and let those be the the brand specific belts. But you you can't have uh, you can't have everybody all over the place because you're, you're you're taking your top talent and you're spreading it amongst two shows. So imagine Raw and SmackDown if there was only one brand. Uh, imagine look at that mm. card. Look at that. Look at that lineup that's stacked. It's too look crowded. At, it's it, 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 it first of all it's too crowded with but. The problem would be that those mid-card guys wouldn't be able to break out, or they would have to be very aggressive to break out. So you would have guys like Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, all on one, you know, obviously that's that one side, and then Seth Rollins and Dean and, and Braun and and, uh, and all these other guys in the spot. Who who would suffer? It would be Elias. It would be Ziggler. It would mm-hmm. be guys that really are just filling a spot, which I don't know if that's a bad thing. I, I don't know. In, in 2019, do we do we need the brand split, or can we just consolidate and make the top talent be really working hard to get there? I think we do need the brand split, to be honest. I'm o- I'm okay with two world champions. I'm okay with the foot world belt and the, and the big belt. I'm okay with two mid-card belts. I'm kind of okay with two tag belts. There needs to be one women's belt. And Zarian, have you heard anything about the potential of a triple threat at Mania, Becky, Charlotte, and um, Rousey to unify the belts with Charlotte holding the women's on SmackDown and R- obviously Ronda holding the women's on Raw, Raw and Becky winning the Rumble? Have you um, heard anything like that? That's floating out there. I- I've heard that that was, that was a suggestion and then it was taken back and then it was brought up again and it was taken back. Um, I think that's definitely main event worthy in New York. I, I, think, I think that definitely is. You know that. why? Because you take, you take the pressure off of Ronda from getting booed. Because if it's Becky and Ronda, mm. yeah, obviously Ronda's not going to get booed out of the building, but she will be booed because Becky Lynch has become so over with, with everybody. So to kind of take that away, you got to put Charlotte in there to kind of uh, diffuse the situation. So what you could do, you could have Ronda taken out early in the match. You could have these two work. Ronda comes back, fires up, and then goes gets you know get get puts the heat on Charlotte majority of the match. And then when they finally touch. Uh, Becky and, and Ronda, it means something. You know, you're kind of so into it, you're not going to boo one over the other one. Yeah. They kind of they kind of booked themselves into a corner. They have to do a triple threat. They have to. It's just a matter of what belt. Don't say that because that, don't say that too many times because Vince will hear you and book the total opposite thing. And Carmelo <laughs> will be in the main event. <laughs> and, you'll, and you'll have a you'll have an eight-minute dance break. Yeah. Phil would love that. So... Well, well, let's let let's stick to Ronda, Ricky. I think you might have exploded on Raw when Sasha Banks, your boo, oh, and I, that I, picture I, in the back I, that's creeping me out of Dave's left shoulder, um, <laughs> is going to be in the, the Sasha Banks, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it looks it's it's terrifying. That, that, that is, is terrifying. Disgusting. That is that terrifying. Is, a, weird is that photo WWE Two K Seventeen? Like, is that what we're looking at? <laughs> It, it yeah, kind of reminds me of Team America World Police Wrestling Edition. Yes. Oh yes, God, that's yes. exactly what it is. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, uh, yeah, I, I did almost come in my pants live tweeting um, when when Ronda just started going off about, like, this this person that she, that she wanted to give all the credit to and, like, s- so much talent and yada, yada, yada. I was like, oh, she's definitely talking about Natty. But she said Sasha Banks. I was like, oh, this yeah, like- is different. I was really like, who is she talking about? She better not say Stephanie. She better not say <laughs> Stephanie. Then she said Sasha. I was just like, eh, I, I, I guess. I mean, maybe, in, maybe, in maybe two and a half years ago. I mean, in my opinion, regardless, I think Sasha is the best overall worker in, in the women's division. I've seen her work really well with pretty much everybody, um, except for, for Nia, who, you know, likes to hurt people. Um, but it seemed, it seemed interesting that, that Ronda would start to put over Sasha. Out of, yeah, it's out, out of left of, field. Out of seemingly nowhere. Sasha has been in limbo with Bailey with the Boston Hug connection and maybe it's tag titles being thrown um out there by by McMantaclaus and, and all of this shit. <laughs> McMantaclaus. And, and then all of a sudden you you have this moment of bliss segment, which seemed to be a pretty Which's interesting terrible. segment. It it was an interesting it it had it has potential to be something different. Um, especially aesthetically, and then you have Ronda come out, and you think they're gonna, let's t- gonna talk shit on Ronda, and then Ronda just kind of just takes over and puts over Sasha, and then Nia comes out. It's it's a lot of it's a lot of calamity going on, and then all of a sudden you get the return of heel Sasha out of nowhere, where she from, said like from Team Bad, yeah, not even Team Bad. I'm talking like NXT, like Merce, like. <laughs> Like real mm. Sasha, where she was like, "Bitch, what line?" Like I'm, With I am real the front. Sasha Banks. Please stand up. Yeah, she's like, I am the front of the line, and I like, and I, I haven't seen that coming out of her since maybe NXT. 
which was crazy. So I'm just like, what what is going on? Or like, are we gonna are they gonna let Sasha actually be Sasha Banks for once? After she after she dropped that line, bitch, what line? The amount of cocaine snorting gifs I saw by people tweeting <laughs> on like I, I saw over a I saw over a hundred different cocaine line snorting gifs and like all I could do is shake my head like the Dave, old day would have been like Damn, that... yeah no but it, well it's because of like people who I follow their follow it's weird I don't know but I I like it um like I I the only thing I don't like it is with Ronda until at least Mania we know she's going over so it makes me look forward to the match less because of a result I'm expecting. See, but that's why this this that's why this is the perfect time to give it to Sasha because they're gonna put on one hell of a match. Sasha is gonna make Ronda look oh, yeah. like a shiny penny. Well, also, it's gonna go probably, like twenty minutes. She's probably right also going to have Bailey in a match and go through all the hor- horsewomen, essentially, right? Which is setting up a bigger story. Mm-hmm. Which is setting right. up horsewomen versus horsewomen. And, and then, and then at, at, at what point in time are you going to call up uh, Shafir, Duke, and Baszler? They are nowhere. Well, Baszler's ready, but the other two yeah. are nowhere near ready. No, end, of end, of 2019, end of 2019, maybe 2020 Rumble. Give it a year. Give it more than a year. They are, Those two are bad. It's, so I I don't I don't think we're gonna get Ronda going through the horsewomen this early in the year. Well, Ronda Ronda might not also be around after Mania. She wants I told you guys this before. She wants to have kids. She wants to be a mom. So she might take a year off, maybe a little more, and come back in twenty twenty. Maybe. I don't know. She's doing so Money well talks, in her first though. year. Yeah, she's been doing so well in her first year. Why would she? Why would she, you know, leave now? Maybe give her a two, three, or run. It, that, well, I mean, that's evident every time she kisses her husband. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Get him <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ricky, are you ready for tweets? I am not ready for tweets. I didn't make any tweets. We have Zarian on the show. I was not going to do my favorite tweets of the week because also, <laughs> <laughs> it's also I'm not prepared for it. I wasn't able to watch all the shows oh, so facts. far. It's, it's, that's why it's, 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 uh, it's Raw Tuesday. It is Raw Tuesday. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Usually I have my favorite tweets of the week, Zarian, and we do a top five of my favorite tweets from Wrestling Twitter, but we have none right now. Oh, they're, they're monstrous. <laughs> they're terrible. Wrestling Twitter is the worst. Wrestling Twitter is hysterical yeah, if you I... find the right people. Oh, my God. Some of the some of the messages I get, it's, it's baffling to me how these people tie their shoes and function in society. All right, so let's hear the best story from Wrestling Twitter that you have, Zarian, that you, that you can think off the top of your head. Um... I well, I had I had one guy yesterday lose his mind over Ronda Rousey and being you know he's freaking you you saw him and he looked like a monster person in his av- you know his his icon he just looked like a sloppy human being. Uh, oh, Lars Sullivan. Yeah, he just looks <laughs> sloppy. This guy, uh, and he's going off about how he hates Ronda Rousey and Ronda Rousey's dangerous and he's like he's worked himself like he he's he's getting worked by the thing, and he goes Ronda and and to be honest she can't work she doesn't know how to wrestle and I go she can't wrestle. And he goes, yeah, everything she does looks like it's it's like a judo move. And I go, you know, that's kind of the point. Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. She sucks. I hate her. And then I'm looking, and every tweet he has done over the last 80 days, it's how much he hates Ronda Rousey. And that's all this guy thinks about is hating Ronda Rousey. And I'm like, oh, he's like he's like one of those guys. I get it. Yeah, I, it's like uh, a Super Molina fan who used to follow uh, our our Twitter page would try to bring Molina into everything. Oh, that's great! And she's, she's like, "What about so Molina? fucking random? Yeah, like super, like, like, super like, like Johnny fan. Nitro Molina, that Molina? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, like yeah. WWE Molina. She's like Molina's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time." And I was like, "Okay, she was also probably a whore backstage." No, she wasn't. Those were all rumors. I was like, "Those were pretty confirmed." And I, she got I, around. Have you gone down the rabbit hole of? any kind of celebrity Instagram parody site or uh, the comments on all the wrestler, all the female wrestlers, the comment no. section on Instagram. I haven't gone, oh, I haven't gone it's, that far dude, now. It's uh, amazing. It, it's dude. Like we, we society's over. I mean, we, we live in, 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 the, in the end of days, really. It's the uh, end game it's now. Always, dude. It's always a guy. It's always a guy from the middle East. And he's writing. I love big vaginas. 
Show me your big <laughs> vagina. I want to see your big vagina. Or I want I want to have sex with your Bob. B-O-B. I want to have Bob. sex with your Bob. But the the big pussy comments are the are my favorite. It's always a guy in the, from the Middle East, and he goes, show me your big pussy. Constantly. <laughs> That's all you see on Sasha Banks' Instagram, on, on Bailey's <laughs> On Bailey's Instagram, on Alexa Blitz, that's all it is. It's a bunch of Middle Eastern dudes asking to see their big vaginas. They, they don't have un- the power. They don't have the power like Batista ask, asking them to step in yeah. their office for the kadunkado. Dude, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Some of the comments. It, it's I've uh, I've I, I I did it like a bit a couple months ago of this, and I just went through the comment section, and it's the most vile people leaving comments on people's Instagrams. <laughs> You know, I, go, I go through the rabbit hole of uh, Facebook comments on CNN posts. It's much, it's much more entertaining. No, va- no vaginas in sight. It's just, it's all, you mad, bro? That's <laughs> like, yeah. all it That's, is. That is literally what it is. I'm, I'm gonna have to do that. I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna be on Instagram doing work tomorrow, just looking through shit. Oh, dude, <laughs> laughing. Ricky, what are you doing? Get back to work, dude. But they talking about vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> You're fired. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> all right, all right, guys. Oh, Anything God. else in the wrestling world we want to talk about? Um, jeez, is there anything else? I mean, we talked about AEW. Um, I'm halfway considering going to Phoenix for the Rumble. I know you are. I just <laughs> I, I saw the up, tweet. I looked up prices. I was like, you know what? This is totally doable because, like, it's dirt cheap to sit in the baseball field for the rumble. It's dirt cheap to sit on like the third baseline. Don't Dude. tell me. Do <laughs> no. not tell me. Not no. even off air. No, like, like I, I want to see how it goes. First of all, being that this is the first stadium show, uh, baseball stadium wise, um, uh, WrestleMania nineteen. Seiko Stadium, Field. yeah, Seiko Field. Okay, well, Mania is a di- Mania is a different story, but just like Shay Shay, you Met fan, fuck off. What's wrong anyway. with the Mets? Everything. Oh, <laughs> uh, here we go. <laughs> what is it wrong with the Mets? No, what, but 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 anyway, and then like they're supposedly, I'm not sure if they're gonna actually have a ramp or if like they're gonna be entering from the dugout. Like, I want to see how it looks <laughs> first before I go. Before I go to an event live, and I mean, mind you, like I already have some uh, big things I'm looking to do, like with Double or Nothing. I'm going to Europe in July, so I'm go- I'm gonna wait on that. Uh, but Ricky, if you do go, obviously tell me how it is. Um, me and me and Jeff are thinking about but, doing it. Don't you dare tell Jeff? me prices. I won't tell you prices. Oh, at all. Uh, uh, oh, oh, Jeff, Jeff, yeah, okay, I. I can believe we got his name's Jeff. All right, guys. I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Are we ready for King of the Night? For first, first, first King of the Night uh, of 2019. So, Zarian, what this is is uh, whoever had the best week in wrestling, we give to King of the Night award. So you do the honors. You can go first. Uh, I would go with Chris Jericho because he looked. Like a depressed emo father at Russell Kingdom. He did. He really did. I would go with him. I got to start a new spreadsheet. All this bullshit. (laughs) All right, Dave, who you got? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Ace Tanahashi. Like I said, I really thought Kenny was going to defend... Um, but like I uh, was saying in the pa- the Patreon chat for Rant with Dan and uh, to a bunch of the guys that were uh, watching live with me, uh, Tanahashi is Wrestle Kingdom. Like, same way you can't expect to go to Wrestle Kingdom and beat Okada and Jay White did clean, you can't expect to go over Tanahashi. Like, and Tanahashi's had the most reigns with the IWGP Heavyweight Champion and I mean, dude, like, very impressed, especially considering like how many injuries the guy's had, um, just some of the things he can do, and like the V triggers he was taking from Kenny were no uh, nothing to bat your eye at, and he literally was getting up, like, so Tanahashi definitely. Ricky, who you got? I know it's Sasha Banks, why you wrote it down. Yeah, it's Sasha. Definitely Sasha. Um, you know, I was going to get to Sasha Banks, but as I've said multiple times before in this podcast, 
I, I even spelled Sasha wrong. There's no D in Sasha. Um, that's just, that's a How did you put actually. a D in Sasha? Because the S and D are next to each other, right? I have fat fingers. Dasha. Um, don't. Dasha. <laughs> Dasha Banks. Saj Sasha. Right. Sasha Danks. So I was giving you the Sasha Banks, but as I've said multiple times in the podcast, I like when I'm proved wrong. And I'm going to give it to Nia Jax, because when that gagging noise came on the PA, I was like, who the fuck? fuck is that? And Nia Jack came out and I was never so happy in my life. <laughs> Seriously? I hate Nia Jax with a passion when she was just like, ugh, ugh. I was like, what is going on? I thought it was Kevin Owens, I swear to God. And then Sasha Banks and Nia Jax came out and her promos, I, I think are fantastic. I am a, I am a Nia Jax promo person right now. I think she has completely found her character. Unfortunately, it's just not going to go anywhere because she sucks. But for right now, Nia... You were my king of night to start off uh, 2019. I'm going to spell it Jax CKS. That's how much I hate her. All right. So that should just about wrap it up here. If there's nothing else, no other shenanigans, I guess there's one other thing to say, and that is cue that music. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Kings of the Rings podcast, episode number 130. Actually not going over, but that's what I could call it, but I'm actually going to call it The Boyhood Dream. What an amazing show this week. Andrew Zarian, thank you so much for being here. It was an absolute pleasure. Kings of the Rings podcast, K-O-T-R underscore podcast. Everywhere podcasts can be found. But the most important place, out of all those places, is rantwithant.com, where you can find anything and everything wrestling-related. Multiple different types of show, NXT coverage, Impact coverage of all things. Um, check out our Patreon coming in a few weeks, where you can get your content as uh, Wrestle Wars, Around the Rings, uh, Ricky Show. <laughs> What's it called, Ricky? Watch, Watch the, the Throne. throne. Watch, the, Watch throne. the Throne. Watch the Throne. All that and more. Check out our YouTube page for exclusive YouTube comment. Andrew Zarian's first guest game will be there <laughs> by the, this weekend. It is going to be fantastic. Of course, you can find me everywhere. T's and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K with W-I-L-L in front. Dave, the floor is yours. Wrestle Kingdom was great. New Year's Dash, I fell asleep. S still great when I finally watched it. Homecoming. Great until that ending. So from me, goodbye, mwah, and good night. Bang. Oh, of course, of course. Ladies and gentlemen, it is King Ricky of the Kings of the Rings podcast, your general manager of WrestleAtic Radio, your executive producer of Kings of the Rings podcast, your social media ambassador of KOTR underscore podcast on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, soon to be on Patreon, and right now also on YouTube. You can find me um, personally at Ambassador Biggs on all social media outlets, and you'll find me also this weekend. Um, hopefully I won't be too hungover on Saturday afternoon watching uh, NXT TakeOver UK from Blackpool. So I'm going to be really interested in that. Um, Evolve's coming up. We're going to be there. Zarian may or may not be there at Evolve as well. Um, <laughs> but we'll see. But it, none of this would have been possible if we didn't run into Zarian at Evolve um, last year. A couple of months ago, he was generous with his, with his time. Uh, he, he, he talked shit with us, and he was... He was, um, he was you know, he wanted to be on our show and we finally got it done. And this has been an amazing experience and hopefully uh, you come back on in the near future. Yeah. So Andrew, where can, where can they find you at? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Andrew Zarian. You can find Matt men at Matt men podcast and uh, we're everywhere. Podcasts are available. All right. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you, Andrew. And until next week, Oh yeah, buy our merch. Forgot to mention that. Buy all of our merch. Get me off Willy Welfare. But until then, we're the kings of the rings. And we'll still. I'm still for as fact. But we'll see you next week. <laughs>